Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to Mindful Moments. I hope you're all having a great Friday. Inshallah you've had a great week and uh, we've got Ramadan just around the corner. So looking forward to that inshallah. May Allah allow us to reach Ramadan. I mean, got a dwine already, alhamdulillah. <laughs> so this is Mindful Moments. Welcome to this Friday show. Today is, is a recorded show, but if you would like to contact us about anything we say today, uh, you can contact info at inspirefm.org or contact us at InspireFM through any of our platforms and we'll happily help. So my name's Farah. As usual, I am your host and I am a co-founder of Seeking Sukun and this is your mental well-being organization free set up in Luton for you uh, made by you by by the volunteers from our co- community alhamdulillah and we provide a free mental well-being service um, mentoring and and advice for those who need it in anything related to mental well-being um, and we always try and make it uh, islamically and culturally appropriate so that's our motive. We've always we've got links with uh, mental health professionals, and we are always happy to network with qualified, trustworthy mental health therapists and professionals to help you or your friends or your family, whoever it is that needs help. So today, Alhamdulillah, we are going to be talking about studying mental well-being. And I think this is a really important topic because it we we actually don't have much awareness on why we need to push more of our um, youth and students to go into studying mental well-being and go into the field of counselling or associated topics or, or fields of, of counselling. And I think this is very important because, as you all know, there is a huge rise in uh, mental health or self-reported mental health issues, diagnosed mental health issues, uh, especially post-pandemic. So today, very excited, I've actually got one of our volunteers from Seeking Sukun, uh, Umar. Umar works uh, in Seeking Sukun, alhamdulillah, and is a very valuable volunteer providing a male perspective as well, which we're always needing, especially as that is a little bit more of a tricky uh, field to address. And unfortunately, we have heard of lots of our Muslim brothers and men in Luton and surrounding areas struggling with mental illness and a lot of stories coming to the surface in the past few years. So um, without further ado, I'd like to say salam alaikum, Umar. Welcome, Islam. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Alhamdulillah, I'm okay. Have you had a busy week? Yeah, it's been busy. Yes, and and did you get affected by the snow this week at all? Yeah, I went into work um, a bit late, but it was all right. Oh, okay, Alhamdulillah. Yeah, the traffic, uh, the trains are really bad when when the snow comes so I'm always affected but alhamdulillah the traffic probably the, the roads are probably affected as well aren't they yeah it wasn't too much else also alhamdulillah okay okay so as I was mentioning Omar, thank you so much for coming on um as I was mentioning we're going to talk about studying mental well-being and you are a student uh studying a topic of mental health at university at the moment so it'd be really good to get your insight. Um, I was actually reading about um, sort of studying mental health and what sort of 
statistics there are. Couldn't find much, actually. But I, I, I found a paper which was very interesting, published in 2018. And they actually found that there was a huge drop um, in people studying in the field of mental health and counselling at university. And it was sort of saying how the UK is currently facing a crisis in the field of counsellor education and a number of courses in the higher education institutes like universities they've closed in recent years even though they've tried to open up to international students home students EU students mature students a lot of them have had to close down courses in in mental health and and this field um I don't know if you've heard about this no I didn't but um I think, in my opinion, why people aren't studying as much uh, going down that kind of route is because people will take psychology, for example, the course itself, mm -hmm. but they won't do anything further with it, which is what you need in order to go down counselling, for example. And right. then if people aren't aware of what they need to do or they're not, as in, I don't think people think like they have enough time to do it because counselling itself, after you do like a psychology degree, for example, you yes, have to do yes. things that are further up, like going down doing a master's or something, something right. like that. But again, people, I don't know, it's not, they don't have enough time to do it or, yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you think, so, uh, and let me come back to this point. So just so everyone's aware, um, uh, what what's the name of like the course or the, the degree that you're studying? Um, I'm doing psychology with counselling and therapies and then okay. it comes with a practice here, so... Yeah. Oh, mashallah. So you get to sort of combine the counselling within your degree as opposed yeah. to having to do it afterwards, or do you still need to do it afterwards? No, I, would, I would still have to do further things, but mm -hmm. this itself, at least I get um, I get my experience from the practice here and yes, I get yes. a bit more insight into the counselling side as well as all the theories behind psychology. So. Oh, I see, mashallah. Yeah, so you get more exposure that way, I guess. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. So you were saying people sort of, either they don't realise, maybe it's not clear enough uh, for young students, either in sort of sixth form or college, wanting to study psychology or this um, mental health field at university. So maybe it's not made aware to them that they need to do if they do do a psychology degree they need to further specialize and take more studies to become a counselor right yeah okay and and then how many years does it take it to to become a like a qualified counselor at perhaps the most basic level um i'm not 100 percent sure but mm -hmm. from my research itself you'd have to do mm -hmm. your degree right which is three mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. and then you'd have to do a year of experience so that's four right, years yeah, in yeah. total so far yeah. and then you could either go down doing the master's route which is another two years mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you'd have to do another form of thing I think a counseling course which again is a couple of years too so right about okay. it does take time it's, it's almost like yeah. a medical degree <laughs> yeah it's it's quite competitive as well that's the thing oh really okay yeah I know right, that well yeah sorry what were you saying I was going to say um I know that, you know, clinical psychology, for example, that's yeah. quite hard to get into. And that's, again, it's like the most, it's the highest paying job and it's in the clinical field. But 
that takes quite a while. I think it takes like seven or eight years. Oh, okay. And uh, is that because you're working in a hospital? Yeah, and the qualifications needed to get into that are quite, as in they quite, they take a while to get to right. and need the experience and everything like that. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? It, it, it does take a while, but I actually think um, it's good, alhamdulillah, that they say you have to have this many years of experience because you, sometimes you have the theory, but you need to put it in practice. Obviously, you can't finish university and just start, you know, having intense therapy sessions with clients yeah. that are really suffering from, I don't know, bipolar or, or PTSD or whatever it is. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, um, so you decided to study this uh, field of psychology with counselling at university. And what what made what inspired you? Because I I I don't know. I've not grown up in Luton, but I don't know. Growing up, if there was a lot of talk about this, or in your school, was this a big topic, or what um, interested you to study this at university? Um, there was never like I never had a talk about psychology. I never really knew. Obviously, I knew that it, the basics of it, so it did exist yes. and stuff. But yeah. career-wise, there was no, there was never any talks about it. Me myself, I always wanted to go down like the clinical type of field. So whether it be like a doctor in like a hospital or a GP, something mm. like that, right? But I didn't really have an interest in. I mean, aside from biology, I didn't have an interest in physics or chemistry or anything like that then yeah. when it came to a-levels i saw psychology as an option and okay. i just chose that simply because i was interested in it but i found yeah. that again you can go down the route which has a clinical link to it and it's similar to being a doctor as in when you're helping okay. people, stuff like that so, so do you study when when you did i mean i think you did as level psychology uh but i probably didn't i don't think i carried it on but when you did it at a levels and then again now at university does it get into quite a lot of the brain um like the neuroscience side of things as well um it does as in for example do you know the first year at uni when you're studying it's basically the same as a level where you're learning all the foundations like okay. the theories behind it you some talk on the brain the areas of the brain what purpose they have and again that links to biology but yes within yes. the second year which I've like I've done my second year and then right now I'm doing my placement year and I'll go back for my final year next year but mm -hmm. second year is where it gets a bit more in depth and into detail and in my opinion that was my um favorite year aside yeah. from the workload but topics wise <laughs> I found it a lot more interesting because um stuff like death and bereavement or eating disorders or anger stuff like this is a lot more interesting and yeah because these are more these are probably issues that are affected like everyone's affected at some point in their life by bereavement yeah. or um you may know someone that's got an eating disorder and and so so when they when you sort of studied these you're saying it's your favorites or topics and or modules did they how did they teach it were they talking about the psychology behind it or did, were they using studies or were they just saying this is what an eating disorder is and this is what you need to do to sort of treat it or how, how yeah they did they were they were talking about like as in what it is but they were adding on things as in what theories are best suited for treating that or potential causes as to why stuff happens and stuff like that which again topics like death and bereavement for example yeah i found 
it myself, as in just me being a person, right? I was thinking, why are people so affected by death? Which is, mm-hmm. it is understandable to a certain extent. But if you're linking it to Islam, for example, yes. you, have to, you have to think like everyone is promised death, right? And yes. the reason we die is to go back to other like generally you're meant to go to heaven which is where every human belongs so Mm -hmm. if you come to an understanding that everyone's purpose is to die and go to heaven then as a whole you're not really losing the person whoever passed away for example you're not losing them it's just they've gone from a temporary place back to where they belong but yeah it was just things like that that and you that sort of you were confused why it affected people so deeply when we are promised obviously it based on our deeds and everything we are there is a hereafter Uh, okay and and so do you do you think this course is helping you to understand that or would you probably look into islamic um counseling as well because i feel like that combines um islam and these sorts of concepts that you're talking about the course itself it helps you at least understand how to help people in the best Mm -hmm. way but yeah when it comes to obviously not everyone is going to be a muslim right yeah so when it comes to islamic counseling yeah that is interesting but i can't always apply it to every single person but yeah as a whole i do find that yeah that's interesting as well oh mashallah that sounds that sounds really interesting and it sounds like you're learning a lot of things that you can put into practice inshallah okay so um you're at the moment uh doing your placement here right yeah okay Uh, and what are you doing in the placement year um the placement itself it's quite as in i'm getting involved with people as in i'm seeing clients it's not obviously it's not the same as proper counselling or anything like that because I'm still studying and there is the aspect where there is supervision behind it and Mm -hmm. obviously I'm still learning but yeah I'm talking to people and I'm doing it similar to how a normal counselling or therapy setting would be whereas I have like six sessions over a period of six weeks mine isn't exactly the same because counselling would usually be like an hour but mine is set into half an hour and then Obviously, depending on how it goes, I can decide to further help the person, as in refer yeah. them to somewhere else, or, yeah. But, That's amazing, mashallah. So, um, and these are with students, right? Yeah. Okay, and so, so do you see the same student for a period of six sessions? Yeah, um, it would be the same student for a period of six sessions, and then... The thing is, obviously, throughout the year, there's quite a lot of people coming in, right? So mm-hmm. it's a lot of people. I and mean, it's not even, like, one person at a time. It could be up to, like, generally 10 to 20 people in a week. Really? That's quite a lot. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that's sort of highlighting. And this is sixth form, did you say? Yeah. This is highlighting sort of how many people feel they need to come for help in some sort of mental health issue type of field, right? Yeah. Mm. Okay, this is really, and so Mashla, it looks like, like they, it's really useful because it's giving you the experience of interacting with student or clients and, and sort of talking about their issues. But at the same time, you have that supervision by a qualified 
counsellor so you can report back and also improve. So it's helping both people in, in a way. Yeah, and getting the experience, knowing how to deal with people in certain situations, what works best for some people and just stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay, mashallah. And, and what sorts of issues um, are you seeing in, in, in Luton or, or when, when you're doing your work? Uh, your placements um well it is it's a mix to be honest there's a lot of variety but if i'm being honest it's generally issues related to family now right the outcome can be different so some people might have trauma some people like signs of depression or eating disorders and stuff mm-hmm. like that but yeah typically i think a lot of the problems come from family and a few have been like outside like environmental for example like financial problems which aren't exactly the family's fault right but yes it's typically family related issues or stuff like that okay and that's really interesting to hear and i i is am i allowed to ask if a lot of these people are from a south asian background muslim background Um, a mix it is a mix um obviously within luton the majority of like not majority but quite a few people are south station right yes so they, yeah, yeah but there is still a mix and despite the mix i mean it is a lot of other ethnic minorities as well which mm-hmm. again are related to family and the most common thing that i find is it all comes back to like a lack of understanding and then obviously within mm-hmm. culture itself and like disregarding mental health issues or people parents generally having their own trauma or having their own problems and then that really is back onto their own children yeah so they project their own traumas onto their children and then yeah. those children sort of absorb that and and that manifests in different ways i guess yeah but uh, yeah. i guess the difference here is now that within for example people that are raised in england right mm-hmm. they have a better understanding of yeah this is wrong whereas some parents right where they're raised back home they have the culture that they were raised the right way because they looked up and look up to their parents with obviously you should have respect right yes but it gets to a point where they believe everything their parent done was right even if it was wrong and they believe that what they're doing is the right thing to do despite it not being the right thing oh wow okay so that's it's all but a lot of it is based on background and cultural upbringing as well that makes sense I think we see that quite a lot in seeking support like the clients we get directly to our helpline a lot of it is family related and issues that are to do with cultural barriers and adjusting to moving to this country and then understanding that your child is being raised in this country so they may have different views as well to yes. how you see things right this is this is i think i i think i feel like we need a part two already but <laughs> i will carry on for today we've got six minutes remaining so we'll try and squeeze in as much as we can um so you were talking about um oh one one other question sorry about the students and the people you you see yeah. uh have you noticed if there's a bias in terms of females coming or males or do you do, do boys or men come to you for advice or help okay now it's definitely majority female and 
Mm-hmm. If I'm saying, if I'm talking percentages, I would say it's like seventy percent female, really? and then yeah. the males itself. Like if we're talking about people who come and actually engage, it's quite low. As in, yeah, a lot majority of males that do come, they don't really want to be there. They just come because they kind of have to. Oh, so do they get referred by someone? To yeah, they get referred. I mean, it's right. always going to be consensual, right? But mm-hmm. they come and some are not as engaging as others. But generally from me just questioning them itself, because when it gets to the point where they're just not engaging, I just ask them, like, why Why don't you? And it's because generally they say it's because like, they think I wouldn't understand or I wouldn't mm. be understanding. Or again, they say stuff like the problem it's not going to be changed and in instances where it's true right a lot of the time the problem or yeah, the thing yeah. that's causing the harm it can't be changed and all you can actually do is learn either how to cope with it and that's in different ways that you could do coping mechanisms yourself or mm-hmm. you can try and change your mindset towards things or yeah because you have to understand why these things happen or why people act a certain way stuff like that and that can bring at least some sort, some sort of comfort to it. I I have uh, heard that before, and actually, we had a guest on many many months ago, um, a male like uh, forty plus, I think, and he'd sort of been through divorce, and he was talking about his whole experience, and he said he'd been a strong man, never experienced anything, and then divorce happened, and that like ruined his mental health, and he went into severe depression, and he felt that his friends were far better to go to than a counsellor because he was like the counsellor won't understand my friends understand me but I I do feel like this is a uh, something just briefly sorry we're running out of time but is this a mindset we need to change and try and make some of the males more understanding that counselling can accommodate their needs or is this something we have to accept that Maybe it will always be females or a female majority that seek help and find it beneficial to go to counselling, whereas men maybe won't. Um, I think it's, I mean, I don't think there's, okay, there is like a mindset thing that does have to be changed as well. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, speaking as the guy myself, right, um, Mm -hmm. it's, (laughs) it's like, despite the understanding part it's more about the judgment or you don't want to be seen as like weak or make yourself vulnerable yes, right yes, and that doesn't yes. just happen for guys it can happen for girls as well but obviously it's generally guys but yes, the other yes. thing I think is that um like for example me myself I'm like South Asian right but yeah people with a South Asian background they would not feel like someone else from an, another ethnicity other another ethnicity or culture yeah. they might feel that that person is not going to understand them and because of their upbringing itself so yeah. i think this adding on to the mindset change there has to be a lot of people with similar backgrounds or anything like that coming into the field as well and that can make a lot more a lot of people more comfortable in opening yeah. up i hope I, I do agree um it's really interesting to hear your perspective as a male because obviously I think I think you're right men it's something innate within men about pride and and shame and dignity and all of that 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 probably won't change a lot I don't think that's a negative thing it's just we have to change maybe how we can help them um but yeah that's yeah sorry go on 
I think it's more about respect as well. Like not even pride is a part of it, but respect is a big thing. And then if you're opening up about certain problems, yeah, society yeah. itself, they might not see it as respectable. And that's generally what men would want. They want to be at least respected. But if you're opening up about problems, you're going to open up yourself to being disrespected or people might not respect you opening up. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, taking into account that some men just won't based on these deep core beliefs that a lot of men uh, hold. And then at the same time, uh, if there are men that want to approach someone to, to try and match based on cultural or um, maybe uh, faith identities and match with that. I think that's with females as well, to be honest, um, some people are fine with a different person from a different background, but females, um, I think, are, are, yeah, I think that applies to women as well. Um, anyway, Omar, I'm going to have to wrap this up very quickly now because we have hit like 26 minutes. But I, I, I'm so grateful that you've come on and you've given us your time. And if anyone is listening and you're interested in learning more about mental health or studying uh, psychology with counselling at university as Umar is, mashallah. Uh, you can get in touch with Umar uh, through us at uh, Inspire FM um, and they'll refer us to Seeking Sukoon, inshallah. Um, so thank you for listening and thank you, Umar, so much for coming on. Um, okay. Inshallah, we will see you all next week and have a great weekend. Assalamu alaikum.